Tracing a new pathway for EMS workers. How the clinical and public health activities of testing, tracking and tracing should become a subspeciality of EMS going forward. I'm Rob Lawrence and this is EMS One Stop. In the words of the Director General of the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, let's just call him Dr. Tedros, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And we'll stay with him because since the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, Tedros himself has consistently prescribed the pathway to control the pandemic. Tedros has continuously implored countries to isolate, test, and trace new cases effectively to suppress and control the virus's spread. He's also implored that the strategy must be the backbone of response in every country. Even our new national treasurer, Dr Anthony Fauci, NIH superhero, agrees, noting an outcome of the public health emergency is a much more robust system to identify infected individuals, isolate them, and then do contact tracing. So far, the US has attempted the isolation phase, although the competing forces of politics and public health are currently swinging towards a reopening, before we have identified, completely tested and investigated those with COVID-19. This act may well bring on a second surge, so the jury is out for approximately two weeks as we wait to see if we have reinfected ourselves into a new lockdown. I've long maintained that EMS and public health are inextricably linked and we must work hand in glove with our public health directors, although I think COVID-19 has certainly driven this point home. With the downturn in call volume in some areas, organisations are faced with the prospect of reducing hours, imposing furloughs or layoffs. Meanwhile, localities are contemplating reducing the numbers in fire and police departments for both volume and income reasons as well. As COVID-19 is proving not only to be a healthcare but also a business disruptor, EMS could play to its strengths and pivot into the discrete area of the public health arena – Armed with many of the required skills, we can contribute to what is about to be a growth industry, that of contact tracing. In COVID hotspot New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo and former City Mayor Michael Bloomberg have already announced a statewide contact tracing program, where they plan to hire up to 17,000 people. The Johns Hopkins Centre for Security estimates that about 100,000 contact tracers may be needed nationwide to limit the spread of the disease and reopen the economy. According to Becker's Hospital Review, which I read last week, approximately 11,142 at the time, contact tracers are working now within the US and more will be needed in every locality. Leading the charge in this area is American Ambulance of Fresno, a 911 provider for the 4,000 square miles in Fresno and Kings County in Central California. American Ambulance recently committed their staff to become a part of the county's contact tracing medical investigation team, the MIT. Having just hired 15 new EMTs, American faced the reality of having to immediately lay them all off as the pandemic caused a 25% reduction in call volume. 
Following discussions with Fresno County's Department of Public Health, American was able to bring 13 of the 15 members of staff back on and commit them to the MIT. President and Chief Executive Officer of American Ambulance, Todd Valeri, told me that we were approached by the public health department leaders to provide medical investigators and contact tracers as part of the county's plan to reopen our local economy. I was pleased to see our public health department recognised our EMS workers as key community partners who could be counted on to perform non-traditional roles. Valeri's sentiment is shared by the Deputy Secretary for Health Preparedness and Community Protection at the Pennsylvania Department of Health, Ray Barashansky. As a friend of EMS, I called him up and he told me it's a natural fit as EMS responders are consistently engaged in the business of interviewing patients and their families about medical history and other pertinent facts. As you all know, Ray has been a proponent of EMS and public health cooperation for a long, long time. He went on to say, this is another area where public health is learning about EMS capabilities and EMS is being educated about the importance of public health. Very, very wise words indeed, Ray. Others also see the value in becoming involved in this essential program too. Recently, the National League of Cities, the NLC, representing more than 200 million people within their member organisations, published a document laying out how to beat COVID-19. This included elements on testing and tracing because not all elected officials and political staffers have epidemiological or public health knowledge or experience, so it pretty much needed to be laid out. So to learn more, and with a holiday weekend sunny Sunday afternoon to spare, I signed on to the free Johns Hopkins University Coursera online learning platform and conducted the introductory five-hour COVID-19 contact tracing class. The course was separated into five main sections, COVID-19 basics, the fundamentals of contact tracing, steps in investigating cases and tracing contacts, the ethics of contact tracing, and finally the skills for effective communication during the tracing process. All was easy to inwardly digest and the communication skills section alone would provide a good in-service refresher to anybody that has to face and interact with the patient or the public. Actually, it was really good. With a completion certificate in hand, I too was immediately able to see how EMS would be good at this task. Tracking and tracing is not simply a phone call from a distant call centre followed by a quick Q&A. It's actually an episode in dealing with people who are likely to be upset, afraid and possibly contemplating their demise. A medic's empathy and ability to place people at ease while getting to the root of their complaint, while of course electronically charting, is a major part of this job requirement. The ability to build rapport and gain confidence is key to putting minds at rest, persuading that isolation or quarantine is the best course of action, and extracting information that will lead to further contacts. These are all existing skills in the medic's own emotional intelligence toolkit right now. As we wait for many things right now, including the possible second wave, further funding, a robust, affordable and delivered in-time PPE supply chain, the clinical activity of testing and the public health activity of tracking and tracing could and should become subspecialities of EMS going forward. We can do this. Well, let's hope this is the start of something good and we don't lay off, but in fact we lay on our usefulness in this area. It's been an interesting week of politics and protests out there, so let's hope this item leads to some good news for EMS organisations in the future.
In other news, rest assured we're still working on the political angle so vital for the wider EMS well-being right now, that of funding, PPE, and sadly, as we see providers pass away in the line of duty, the public safety officers benefit. And to hear all of that and more, please tune in to this week's edition of Inside EMS, where I join hosts Chris Ceballero and Kelly Grayson to discuss all of the above. That's it for now. Follow me on Twitter at UKRobL or over on LinkedIn. I would also love to hear your comments on this article in the comments section on the main EMS1.com page containing the written story. Thank you for listening. Please, please stay safe out there. I've been Rob Lawrence, and until next time, bye for now. <laughs>